want to welcome you to our Encourage Radio ministry today. Yes, we do pray that it ministers to your heart, that you get some nuggets of truth, some tools in your toolbox, as we always say, that you can use for this episode during the holiday season. Wow. Holiday. I mean, we're, I think this is out on uh, the middle of December. Yeah. And so we're just a, a few days away, literally from celebrating Christmas. And with that means family, which is awesome. Yes. We get together, but let's just be realistic. There are some families that have a little anxiety of gathering together, whether you're yeah. like a completely healthy family or not. Uh, you're just like, okay, we're all going to be together for the holidays. And so uh, you can see here, we're talking today about how to get along. Like, how can we have a holly jolly Christmas, if you will, um, even though we're like a bag of mixed nuts. Yes, and I think it goes back to expectations. Uh, you know, it, whenever absolutely. I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, I want my holiday to look like this. Right. Or I want my Christmas to look like That's this. That's so true. Or I don't want it to look like this. Absolutely. So if you're already going in with, you know, an idea of what it should look like, many times those expectations can let us down. Oh, absolutely. Raina, um, I, we've talked a lot about holidays and stuff, but I don't know if I've ever asked you this question. Did your did your mom and dad or anybody in your family ever put out like a bowl of mixed nuts or did they ever have that with like the with the you know nutcracker there? Yes, I do remember that because you know me. I love my fireplace. But yes. um we always had this big wooden bowl of different types of nuts and we had the silver clamper. Yep, that's what we had. You know, nutcracker. I love that. So as a little kid, you're using all that you got in yes. order to crack those nuts, but some of them, yeah. You know, some of them were hard, but my favorite ones to try, did you ever do the Brazilian nuts or Brazil nuts? What did they, they look the, like? Well, honestly, like a large slice of mandarin orange. It was yes, kind of that shape, but yeah. it was really dark. I remember that. Those yes. are my favorite. Now, I just, I'm looking right now. I went and found them. Uh, I didn't know, like I wanted to, I have not thought about this family sort of tradition until we were putting this together and recording. So there actually is this bag of mixed nuts and it had everything that was in my little bowl there, my family's, but it was almonds. Now all of these still had the shell on them, obviously, yes. because you had yeah. to crack them. They were almonds, walnuts, hazelnuts, pecans, and Brazil nuts. Oh, wow. That is so true. I wonder if that was just a popular thing on an end so. cap at a grocery store. I think so, but I loved it. But what was even more funny, let me read you the description on the back. <laughs> There's one little line that I thought was absolutely hilarious that is perfect for this episode. All right, here's what it says. Um, why should I choose nuts, U.S., mixed in shells? Okay, mixed nuts in shells. Perfect for family gatherings. Okay. okay. We do that. Holiday parties. Yes. So our two families weren't the only ones, obviously, that wanted to do this. Now, listen to this next line. For your animal friends. 
What? That's what I thought. <laughs> I guess that's so whenever you're like tossing them like on the ground or feeding the squirrels. I have no idea. <laughs> so I guess my mind was already in how, how can we all get along as a family? And my mind was already in that thinking. And I'm like, yeah, I guess there are some some family members that act like animals. Like, oh my I don't know. You went there. <laughs> I did. But I thought about that or for decoration. So, yeah, there were times I can remember my mom would use some of them shelled, uh, you know, and then just punch a hole through them and use them as decoration, like garland or something or strung around. Like, I guess what we now know is like a charcuterie board. Oh, wow. Yeah, OK. I remember, I don't know if you ever did that or saw that. Um, but we would do that anyway. So what? How do how do we get along um, as a family? Now, please listen. Whether you're healthy or unhealthy, and all of us have some element of unhealth, like we're all still you know growing um, together. How do you get along? Whether you're what's considered to be a blended family, uh, or what you know, like it's you're now married and like the Brady Bunch. You know, you she has three and you have three, bringing them together, or what's considered a nuclear family, like original mom, original dad. Even in that scenario, um, if family's coming from out of town, like you got family from Mississippi and Michigan and California, and, and you only see each other twice a year, or family reunions, and all of you are there. Like, I mean, you can't wait. But let's be honest. Um, most of us in the United States, we're not used to sort of all living together as yes. a family. And so it's awesome to see family. But typically around day two, you find out who smacks when they eat cereal. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you find out who, who the, the habits, you know, that sort of come yes. out and you're like, all right, you know, and after a while you sort of find yourself asking this question and Raina, you know, this is my favorite little statement at parties that you always give me the look like, don't say it, don't say it. Like, Hey, how can we help you out? Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like after a while you're like, when, when did you guys say you were leaving again? We love having you here, but what was that date? Oh my goodness. <laughs> You know? He would never actually say that out loud, yeah. but I'm sure he was thinking it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you know what I mean. Now, my dad used to say growing up, because it was Greyhound buses, he, there was a popular statement that would say, thank God and Greyhound, they're gone. Oh, my goodness. You know, um, that was sort of, my, my point is, is, as far back as you can go, there's always these little statements, quips, moments where families, after a period of time, do have difficulty um, getting along. Now, some are extremely toxic. What I mean by that is uh, you know, maybe you've just been so uh, disenchanted or uh, disrupted with a father or a mother or you know somebody in the family and it, it just it's extreme difficulty to be around them for whatever reasons and I, I get that, right? And so either either scenario, whether you you consider yourself to be healthy but there are just some things that you know like smacking cereal. Or there's some legitimate hurt that's there. I think the challenge is as well is because we're supposed to be this family. Yeah. But we don't spend time together in communication. Oh, that's a great point. So unless you have that relationship of communication, can you properly and really read someone or understand their communication style? And because we have an expectation of what we think it looks like and because we don't really know them, we may not have the same empathy or understanding or listening ears that we should um, within a family dynamic either. So misunderstandings can happen easily right. whenever hurt feelings are there because we we don't we're not together mm-hmm. right. um, like we could be. No, I mean that that is such a great point. And that's a lot of what we want to try to cover in those points. So how can we um, as 
a family, just normal, if you will, normal family. By that, let me qualify that. Um, not all the family together for a holiday. Yes. But we as a family that uh, lives together, how can we do a better job of communicating, understanding, being compassionate, having empathy within our own little family unit? Yes. That way, when uh, extended family arrives, we're sort of practiced with that. Yes. That's such a great point. And so to be honest, we're all a bag of mixed nuts. We really are. Some of us are pecans, some of us are almonds, and you get the point there, the visual illustration. So how do we get along with that? Now, to be honest, to be fair, I wanted to see what the internet was saying about this. And uh, it's kind of what I thought it said uh, or, or would say. And it's, it's good, it's, but it's to me it's sort of basic. And I want to do a little more dive a uh, little bit deeper into this. So if you Google, how do I get along with my family in the holidays or something like that? Almost everybody will say things like this, um, talk it out, set expectations, uh, you know, talk about boundaries, maybe even if some would say like if it's even somewhat toxic, write it down, go over it, mail it, email it, like cover it with family that you to the level you feel like you can cover it before it ever arrives. So some of the basic stuff like set boundaries, um, communicate properly. But that's really kind of all they would say. And so if you don't know how to set boundaries, then how do you set boundaries? Right. And to your point, if they're telling you to communicate ahead of time, but you don't already do a good thing of communication, how do you do that? Well, so I want to I want us to dive a little bit more specific and understand what that looks like. Okay. So mom and dad, husband and wife in this scenario, we're, we're number one, we're assuming you have kids in this scenario, but also if you're just newly married and both families are coming over for the first time, like we're going to go do Thanksgiving at, at 12 at your house, we're going to go do Thanksgiving at four at my house, whatever, okay? Whatever scenario you find yourself in, husband, wife, mom, and dad, um, initiate and demonstrate. So when they say set boundaries and be better at communicating, well, be, be, be the one that initiates that. Like go ahead and put that up. Don't assume... And to Raina's point, guys, we're gonna you're gonna hear this word a lot: expectations. Don't assume that um, they know how to act. Don't assume that they know how to communicate. They being all your family members that are coming in, but initiate it. Like be the one that initiates developing an environment of communication that uh, develops an an environment of boundaries, appropriate boundaries. Be the initiator and the demonstrator. Now, why do I say that? Because if we assume and we don't set boundaries, then all we end up doing is reacting yeah. and throwing up walls, mm. and that shuts things down. Yeah. And so you have to, as best you can, not only you know the people in your family, and you're like, yeah, we've, we've tried the whole boundaries thing. Yeah, we tried. That doesn't work. I get it. Or we've tried to communicate. Well, this is why it's so important that I dealt with mom and dad, husband and wife, first and foremost. Have a game plan is what I'm trying to say. How the two of you are going to respond during the situation. Maybe you're just like, look, it's going to be four hours. It'll be okay. I'll look at you. You look at me and thumbs up, thumbs down, wink, nod, whatever, whatever little signal you give each other. Like I'm okay. Or I'm having a hard time. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so have a game plan. What does that mean? Well, first of all, if, if communication is broken down and the family's unhealthy, then that means we're not acting like adults. 
Okay, so first principle, be the adult. Yes, very much so. Right, to Raina's point, recognize that maybe there's some expectations out there that weren't stated, that somebody's feelings are already hurt. So so be the adult, which means manage your own emotions, manage your own expectations. So again, you, you know this, you can't control somebody else. Right. And you can't, you can try your best to manage emotions. Boundaries are set up not to manage emotions. Boundaries are set up to say, You've kind of crossed the line, and here's where I So only you can manage you, mm. and you can't manage somebody else, and nor should you let somebody else manage you, if you know what I mean. And there's many times that, you know, of course, like you said, it starts with us as parents that yeah. we set the tone. If we are already negative about Come our um, family members, and we are passing that down to the next generation yes. by our talk. Right. So we are kind of stopping that process of maybe possible restoration within the next generation. That is so true. And so that is definitely not necessarily taught, but caught. Yes. And we need to have kind of like that mental attitude as well to know that sometimes we may need to just, you know, understand just like in a public sector that many times you don't say something. Right. That strength is not saying something. Oh, my goodness. That's such a great point. Can you repeat that? That sometimes (laughs) you don't say it again. Yeah. Strength is not saying something or telling how you feel or being divisive that that hurt. Right. There's many times that that's between you and the Lord. Right. And because the Lord can change hearts of our family members more than we ever could in our words. So it's up to us to love as Christ would have us love. And yes, are there times whenever it may be rather difficult? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we're setting the model of within that microcosm of family of how to live out God's grace and, and God's missional calling. Right, right. And um, yeah, there are times when, you know, of course, we got we to gotta step into something, but there are ways to step in and there are ways to step out right. with grace. Right. And I, I would say, and I think you would agree as well, Raina, that we've been blessed uh, with in-laws. I mean, yes. your mom and dad, um, they never really like just, superimpose themselves. No, they, not at all. They never came in and were like, we're going to have turkey. I mean, you know, no. you know what I mean? Like, they just, they never were that. And um, I'd like to think, you know, even though my mom was only, you know, with us for a brief time into our marriage, what, 10 years or something? Yeah. Or like that. But the time that we did have together, I mean, none of them, in other words, we just didn't have that. No, right. Yeah, they all had their, you know, funny little things, but they weren't like bad. Right. But, uh, but you um, obviously grew up, you know, learning from your family, you grew up learning how to do what you just said, sort of how to process things um, appropriately. And you learned that it's not going to do me any good just to tell people how I feel. Right. Like I, you know, which is why your statements on a t-shirt, you know, it's a brand new day. Like you really are truly one of the people I've, few people I've ever known that can genuinely wake up to a brand new day um, every day. And so it's helping folks understand that. So what you said, so here's another way I said it, like as mom and dad lead, um, learn to be a coach and not a grouch. Yes. Because you said it so well, your kids will model it. I can remember my my parents talking, talking us, preparing us for family coming into town. And so not, not that my family was bad or anything, but there was like, you know, here's what you can expect. Like, you know, they're going to be here. They're going to sleep here. They're going to stay here. They weren't negative, but they just kind of ahead of time coached us. 
Like your cousins are going to be in and your cousins are going to sleep here. Your cousins are going to, we're going to go do this because they knew like that was sort of breaking the routine. Um, and even though it was fun for us to think about them getting it, they also knew that, all right, they're going to be sleeping in the bed with two other cousins kind of a thing. And are they used to that? And the schedule is going to be a little bit different. And so we want to help you mentally, emotionally prepare for, you know, 10 or 15 people coming over to the house. And so how to do that. So be a coach. Here's another one. Learn how to be a facilitator, not an intimidator. Yes. All of the, okay. So all of these things we're giving you on initiate and demonstrate, they're leading the way so you don't react the wrong way. Yes. That's basically what we're trying to say. Learn how to get um, out ahead of it. Learn how to be in front of it and around it. If you let it just happen, which again, you can't control everything. Like you can't control every statement or action that comes out of somebody else's mouth. But as it does happen, then you can basically have the attitude of like, okay, all right. Like you were ready for that. Does that mean, you know what I mean? Like, so be a facilitator. Don't be uh, an intimidator. Don't, don't be a react. Don't be reactionary. Here's another one. Be a manager, not a manipulator. Manage yourself. Okay. So we manipulate when we feel like things are out of our control and I don't know how to manage myself. So since I don't know how to manage myself, I'm going to manipulate the situation to manage you. Whoa. That's why we manipulate. And, and all of us do to some extent. I mean, like we, we manipulate our schedules, but you know what I mean? That word's not always used in a bad context. But again, to Raina's point, if you're listening, uh, try not to use a statement, well, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. Well, that's not a sign of maturity, you know, um, and learn that. Here's what we've already said. So initiate and demonstrate, but go ahead and walk through the emotions that you know you can expect. Like, think through your mom, your dad, your mom-in-law, your dad-in-law. Uh, I think every family has an Uncle Eddie. <laughs> That's so true. Right? Like, you grow up and maybe a friend go, comes over to your house and they're, they're like, wow, is is Eddie your uncle? And you're having to be like, no, my dad met him 22 years ago at a Circle K. Mm-hmm. They struck up a friendship. And ever since then, Uncle Eddie's been to every family event. Something like that. Like, who is Uncle Eddie? You know, so all of us have these um, relationships within our family where they have quirks. And just go ahead and just know that when we're in this scenario, you're going to hear Aunt Aunt Maybell, you know, say this. You're going to hear Uncle Eddie do this. Like, just be ready for that. Somebody's going to say uh, an inappropriate joke. I don't know. I'm making up stuff right now. You Expect the emotions is what we're trying to say. And, and just know that for the most part, with your family, you can sort of control that, but Hey, listen, you're bringing in some outside emotions. Expect that. What do we mean? Well, be prepared for anger. Be prepared for jealousy, hatred, guilt, love. Like, be be ready for that. That helps you manage what you know um, is, is about to happen. Because here's what we know. It's a time of celebration, and it's supposed to be. And we want to be holly and jolly for Christmas. But everybody comes to the table with some form of hurt and some form of loss. Everybody does. You know, does that make sense? Like everybody comes to the table. Maybe they were hurt that day driving in. Maybe they were hurt, I don't know, five years ago. Maybe they had a loss of a job, loss of a family member, loss somewhere. And they're they're bringing that in. And, and maybe it has nothing to do with you. Maybe your family's completely healthy, if you know what I mean. But they had a bad trip up or some some stuff's going on in their own life. And they feel comfortable in that moment to express that, but maybe they don't know how to express that. And so it comes across like, whoa, where'd that come from? 
And so you re- you receive it wrong. What I'm saying is one more time, just go ahead and expect that in that environment and in that situation, just expect the range of emotions. Like, you know, prepare yourself to that. Okay, mom and dad, husband, wife, learn this. Stand shoulder to shoulder. Like, you're now family, but your family unit is your husband. Your family unit is your wife. The Bible tells us that in the book of Genesis, that they shall leave father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. So husbands, don't run back to your mom and sort of play your mom against your wife. Mm. Vice versa. You know, wives don't run to your dad or your mom and play your mom against the husband. Stand shoulder to shoulder. Like, demonstrate that. Like, so you've already come up with a game plan. You're expecting emotions. Stand there. You know, Rain, I thought we were original to this, only to find out I, you know, it wasn't. So you and I, when we would go to events, and especially if it was on a Saturday, and I was like, all right, if I give you this look, you know, the Lord's telling me we got to go. Well, the more I talk to, to couples, especially dads or guys, they're like, oh, yeah. My wife and I, we got a signal. Like if I do this or I do that, like if I'm ready to bounce out, or if she's just like, you know, honey, I'm today I'm just more of an introvert than an extrovert. So I'm glad we're going to this, but I want to leave. So come up with a signal, you know, that just says, I need to go rest for a moment, or I'm at my limit, or I'm at my peak. And maybe it's not you walk out of the room. Maybe it's a signal that I need you with me. We were just recently at an event and I came up to you, Rain, and I said, All right, I need you beside me during this event. There's some there's some flavor happening right now, and I need you to run interference for me if this happens. Remember that? Yes. And I, and I was like, you're going to be able to handle this much better than me, and I need you to handle that. Maybe you do that. Maybe you swing by the, the mixed nuts table and whisper into your wife's ear, I need you right now. <laughs> you know, or this is really hard. Well, because you're going to be at workplace parties. Oh, yeah. You're going to be at other events, maybe at school or, you know, just it could be a variable of situations. Yes. Just making sure that you are on each other's team. And that's where trust comes from. Oh, that's a good word. So make sure, you know, you're... The dad may not be involved in that dance world and relationships and things like that. And maybe you're insecure as a mama when you maybe meet this other mom. And so you're just trying to handle yourself well. And maybe you just need that extra little support beside you to say it's going to be okay. I mean, that is such a great point because I remember having all girls, um, you know, sometimes when, when I was like maybe the only dad at a girl's swimming pool party, I was like, boy, this feels weird. You know, like I need somebody standing. Or I didn't realize that when we would go to certain dance events and it was you with a bunch of other moms, I thought it was just normal for other moms to be around other moms. Well, sometimes there are, you know, moms there that you're just not comfortable with. And I didn't even realize that. And I can remember you're like, you know, it'd be really great if you could go to this event with me and be there. That, that exactly proves my point. And, and great point, Rain. It's not just family over at your house or you're over at their house. It could be all the holiday employee work parties. And, and oh, that is such a great point. Even in those environments, learn how to stand shoulder to shoulder, expect the range of emotions, and learn how to manage instead of react. Yes. Okay, here's one we started out with, and we're going to end with this. Make it realistic. And Raina said it so well. She says, we get in our head that it's going to look like this. Yes. Like I'm going to pull out the turkey at the right time and it's going to be steaming and everybody's gathered around and singing hymns <laughs> and the, all the children are smiling and the dog is sitting. 
Yes. You know, right? You know what I'm saying? Like a Norman Rockwall picture. And it's not that at all. Right. Kids are screaming. The sweet potatoes are burnt. You know, grandma's yelling. I never burned them when I was a young woman. Whatever. I'm just making stuff up. My point is make it realistic. Let me, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me show you some math here. Okay. Here's the math. Expectations minus reality equals disillusionment. Mm. Oh, wow. So if we don't have expectations, here's what I know I can expect, like managing emotions, standing shoulder to shoulder, how to manage and not react. And if I just sort of dismiss reality, like if I more fantasize about how it's going to happen, and then when it's reality, disillusionment sets in. So you guys just need to go ahead and talk through expectations. I mean, we try to do that as much as we can. We were just talking uh, this morning. So do you, what do you know? What are the details you know about coming in and going out and when they're going to be here? You know, so we're already talking about certain things and events that are about to happen. That's what I mean. So have an understanding like it's going to be a busy season and somebody's probably going to forget the green beans and the walnuts and you're going to have to run up to the store. Just go ahead and just have that expectation, but then be realistic about it. Be realistic that, yeah, something might burn. Um, somebody may forget something. Uh, the turkey might not be as done as we thought. Somebody's going to make a, a comment that they didn't mean to be negative, but it might be received or perceived as negative. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just go ahead and say, all right, here's the expectations. Here's reality. But then it's going to be okay. I think it goes back to daily walk. And mm. just like we were talking about yesterday, just counting your blessings. Yeah. You know, count your blessings one by one every day. Yeah. And when we look at it as the cup is half full instead of half empty right. and start focusing on, wow, you know, we have family together. Yeah. Wow. We're able to still do this this year. That's so true. Because life could look so different the next year or even the next month. Right. And many times we can get worked up in you know, being a Martha during the holidays mm. and forgetting just to to be able to rest. And right. I know I'm super guilty of that, of kind of like mentally working whenever I'm not working right. of the to-do list and just being able to just stop and enjoy the moment, um, enjoy the differences, enjoy the commonalities um, when right. you go into that marketplace missionary moment, you know, for that yeah. work party or that school party, just realizing perspective. And I think it goes back to kind of getting our thoughts straight even before we start our day. Absolutely. And that's where, we, where we're going to end on that is so when, when I read Put Up Boundaries, um, I want to interpret it the way Raina just gave it. So for me, it's go ahead and put up a boundary over yourself that you've you've already walked with God that day. You've already surrounded yourself with worship. Like you're okay. Like to Raina to where the point that Raina just made. Why is a boundary in that essence important? Well, it's like she said, it provides security, personal security, because when we're insecure in a moment, well, that's when we become reactionary. Yes. And that's when hurt registers. And it seats, and we don't want that. And putting that a boundary of my walk with Christ, my security in Him, ensures what I guess you can call victory. Yeah. Like it's going to be a good um, event. 
You know, Raina, honestly, you do a lot of things well, but one this is one of them. Like our house is open to so many events and we go to so many different events and the season is so busy. Um, for us, the holiday seasons began first of October, like prepping way, way in advance. And just watching how you walk um, through all of that, I know has been a testimony to a lot of folks. On so everything you're saying, you actually you actually do that well. I'm um, I'm actually the grumpy grouch one during the holiday. I don't know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you're you do so well because I want things to go off so well and everything. But watching how you handle it so well just causes I think everybody else around you in children's ministry. In worship ministry, in so many areas, just watching how you do it. So everything we're saying in this uh, episode today, guys, is yeah, we're all a we're all a bowl of mixed. Yes, nuts. we sure are. You know, may, maybe I'm maybe I'm the Brazilian nut, Raina, and you're the almond. I don't know because you do prefer almond milk. Um, I have no idea. But Until then, I eat too many of them. <laughs> but then again, you are in Texas, and your dad had pecan trees. So maybe you're a pecan. Yeah, maybe I'm a pecan. I don't yes. know. But either way, we're all nuts. Yes, and it's gonna. Be awesome. And yes. when you come together, uh, this mixed bag of nuts is for holidays, parties, families, and animal friends. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a blessed Christmas as it's just around the corner. Yes. We do pray over your family. Yeah. That it's a brand new day. Strengthen that walk with Christ and just watch what God can do and how he can work through you. And maybe, just maybe, this holiday season might be the one that's not just successful, but it's victorious in that how you manage yourself. And maybe that reached a family member that needed to be reached. That's right. That's our prayer. All right. Well, blessings on you guys and happy holidays. No, wait. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.